Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In this episode, I have the amazing Sandra Chuma here with me, and I'm so excited for you to jump into this episode because Sandra shares so much gold in here. Sandra is an inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, podcast host, and award-winning documentary filmmaker. She believes that our greatest responsibility is to share our stories so that we can inspire and create possibility for others. Sandra is the founder of Indini, which is a platform focused on telling stories of inspiring, trailblazing women of African descent. Indini aims to inspire and educate and entertain and encourage all women to believe in who they are and what they're truly capable of. Sandra is also the founder of Women on Fire Summit, which is an event that brings women of all races and backgrounds together for a high energy day of inspiration, transformation, connection, and entertainment. Sandra shares so much in this episode around why it's so important to share your story and how to get your message out there in a much bigger way. She also shares her incredible story, which I can't wait for you to listen to because it's so freaking inspiring. This is going to definitely light a fire under your booty, and I'm excited for you to take a listen. So make sure you tag me when you do listen on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe and check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with and find Sandra after this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Sandra onto the show. Hello, Sandra. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here and excited for all of the things that you are going to be sharing with us. I am so excited to be here and I'm incredibly grateful and honored for the invitation to come and join you today. <laughs> I'd love to open this up for, by you sharing a little bit of your story. I know that you are really passionate about helping other people share their stories and it'd be nice to hear a little bit of your journey to doing what you're now doing and serving people in the way that you are. You'd think that with the number of interviews that I've done that I'd kind of have it down pat, but this is honestly a question that strikes such terror in me. Mm -hmm. I literally am mentally going through, okay, where do I start? What do I say? (laughs) So I'm just going to go with whatever comes out of my mouth. But um, my name is Sandra Chuma and I am from Zimbabwe. And actually I was born um, in, at that time it was called Rhodesia and it was a segregated country at the time that I was born. So I was literally born in a mud hut with no running water, no electricity. And that was kind of 
what I came into the world to. But here's one of the things that has inspired me is it was actually through story because story is such a big part of our culture. It's such a big part of how we pass on knowledge um, because in, in my country at that time, education wasn't free to everybody. Um, in fact, my grandmothers, neither one of them um, ever had an education, but they taught me through stories. And the story they both chose to teach me was that I was so much more than the circumstances than what I saw around me. And so that was pretty much early on the mindset, the belief that I grew up with was I was more than what I could see. And that it's a long journey, um, lots of hard work, lots of sacrifices from different people. In, in my culture, we have a saying that it takes a village. So it's literally taken a village for me to be the woman that's here today. Wow. Wow. That's uh, really a big shift. Probably I can't even begin to imagine what, uh, so it sounds like you've had this like drive this fire in you from a very long time. You know, yeah, yes and no. I, I think when you're a kid, you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. All I knew was growing up, you know, my for, for my grandmothers, I think for them, the aspiration was education because mm-hmm. it was something that they never had. And so the dream that they always put into me was that one day I would be able to go to school and one day I would be able to go to university. Like for them, that was a huge stretch because um, I was actually the very first person in my family to ever go to university. And and so as a kid, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to school. Okay, because grandma told me and I didn't question it. So it really was because of those early beliefs that they they instilled in me this dream that I could be and do so much more than than what I saw. Um, but along the way, as with anybody else and any kid, I sometimes lost my way and sometimes motivation wasn't there. But yeah, I believe I've always had this fire. And I think part of what drives me as well is is the fact that I know where I came from. And I know, I recognize that I'm incredibly privileged um, to have had the education that I had and, and to be able to have the experiences that I had. And so that in, in and of itself has become something that propels me to want to achieve more and also to want to give back. Mm, that's so beautiful. What do you think some of the biggest, like paradigm shifts were that you've experienced going from that to following your dreams to uh, doing all of these things that you're doing? I'm sure there's been some really big shifts in just your experience, your life experience, your who you are as a woman, like, you know, yeah, gosh, if I had to boil that down, it's so hard to boil down. Like, I think there's so many things that, that shifted. And I think I also am in this unique space where that world is not that far away from me. You know, mm-hmm. I still have family in Zimbabwe. I still um, have family who have no running water and no electricity. So I, wa- I, I feel like I exist in this really weird space where my one life is, you know, I built a multi-million dollar company and I live this life where I live in a nice house, drive a nice car, and all of this and, and live 
really an incredible life. But I also have this other side of me where when I go home, when I go to Zimbabwe, I go to my family who still live in a mud hut with no running water and no electricity. And I think for me, the greatest thing that has taught me is, I think there are a few things that has taught me. I think the greatest thing, the greatest realization that I've had is we spend so much of our life chasing stuff, chasing Mm -hmm material things. I think a lot of the time we're told that success is when you have, you know, when you have the house and you can buy the Manolo Blahnik or whatever it is, the the things. And that when you have that, that's when you'll be happy. And for me, it was actually um, something that happened in my life that really was the greatest revelation that the stuff doesn't bring you happiness. Because like I said, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to be educated, to go abroad, to build a, a multi-million dollar company. And then through a set of circumstances, um, back in about 2007, 2008, um, our company was very heavily into the oil industry. And at that time, the markets crashed. And so overnight, oil prices literally tanked. And so much of our business was tied up in companies or with companies that were oil and gas. And so we saw kind of overnight this company that we had that on paper was worth, you know, eight figures. Overnight, the business dried up. And so we literally were on the brink of bankruptcy. And it was in that moment where it felt like because for me, I, I had grown up with this mentality that I would be successful when, when I mm. had the stuff. And it was in that moment when literally it felt like everything I believed, everything I believed about who I was and what success was, was taken away from me. That I had, I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, the heavens opened and the angels sang moment, but it definitely was a realization that all of those things that I thought would bring me happiness hadn't brought me happiness. Mm. And I think that was the greatest lesson I ever had was that it's not about the stuff. It's never about the stuff. That true happiness is really, as they say, an inside job. And I, I say that, it, you know, to go back to what I started with about my family, mm-hmm. I go home to my family who on paper, you know, from a Western world perspective, have nothing, you know, where um, they literally don't have any of the creature comforts that, you know, that we have. Um, They don't have access to clean water. They do not have electricity. They don't have internet, that's for sure. So they're not Mm. Netflix and chilling. And yet there's such joy there. Um, It's not to say they don't have problems. It's not to say they don't recognize that they have problems. But I think that's been the greatest realization for me in straddling these two worlds that happiness really doesn't come from the stuff. Mm -hmm. That's such a powerful lesson. And for those listening, please take this in Uh, because I find that so many people do think that when I have the success, when I make the money, when I have the new car, whatever, then I'll be enough or then I'll be successful or then I can finally be happier. Then I can finally feel good enough. Um, and it, it, that's why you find there are also wealthy people who have a lot of money who are very unhappy because of that chasing the things. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, like, it, of course, it's lovely to have, totally. you know, a nice car, nice house, mm-hmm. buy the nice shoes. You can tell I like shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that shouldn't be what defines who you are or mm-hmm. defines whether you're happy or not. Because like you say, I know a lot of people who make a lot of money and are incredibly miserable. Mm-hmm. I equally know a lot of people who have no money who are miserable. Exactly. So it's not about the things um, that, you know, and we, we have to remember we live in a, a culture and a society that is all about consuming. We're mm-hmm. all about, you know, building bigger businesses so that you can build a bigger house you can buy more stuff and and more 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 and and we live in a world that tells us you're not enough without this thing when you have this thing or this cosmetic or this whatever it is then you'll be enough and then of course the joy is chasing because then there's the next thing and there's the better version Mm -hmm. um so i think that i would say is the greatest realization that i've had is is that i i happiness has to come from within Mm. What changed for you when you had that realization? Gosh, you know, I wish I could say that it's just been yay. And then I was skibbity scobbing along the street mm-hmm. and life was wonderful. Of course, I'm like anybody else and I have bad days and, and I have days where I feel overwhelmed and I'm sad. And But I think it, it is going back to that moment and going back to that realization that, you know what? In the greater scheme of things, does this thing matter that I'm angsting about right now? It's not easy, but I, I think it's been one of the things. And I, I also um, recently, well, in the last few years, had, had a, a phenomenal coach. And that's one of the things that he always emphasizes. You get to choose. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You're mm-hmm. not your thoughts. You get to choose what you think. And that I think has been such a great mind shift for me as well is realizing that in any moment I can choose. I can choose to think a different thought or feel a different feeling. Mm, and that's, uh, that is really how you st- stay in your power. A hundred percent. Is I think we, we, we give away so much of our power to you know, we think that the power is outside of ourselves. We think that it's, you know, it, it's, and yet you, it's, it's, um, it's that line from, oh gosh, the, is it the yellow brick road? What is the book? I'm blanking on the name, Dorothy. And the words it tells her, you always had it in you. And we go on these, we want, we want to complicate it. And we want to go on these searches to find ourselves and find, you know, we think the answer sits outside of ourselves, but you, the answer is you, it's all within you, which, yeah, I, I think that, that I think is the, the greatest realization that we can come to is that it's all within you already. Yes. And it's, and on the journey, we learn a lot of things to help us remember who we are. <laughs> I think that's the whole point of life isn't yes. it? is for you to, con- to be reminded of your power. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, um, I, I know your friends with, with, um, Catherine Zinkina, who I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing her describing life once as a video game Mm -hmm. that is it's about playing the game of life and how do you get to the next level and the next level and the only way you can get to the next level is to be challenged Um, and the only way you can figure out how resilient you are is to be challenged and so I think that that um, yeah that's a, a great realization that it really is about you constantly learning and relearning who you are and your true power. 
Yeah, so true. And it sounds like you have learned so much on your journey and rewrote so many stories through your experiences. It's so cool to listen to even just some of your story from what you've experienced and where you are now and all of the amazing things that you're doing. What led you to helping other people share their message and go after their dreams and their purpose? You know, one of the greatest things that um, my father taught me, and, and it's um, my father passed away just over a year ago, and, and actually mm. we're recording this on what would have been his 75th birthday. Oh, wow. And um, he, one of the things that he emphasized to me since I was little, like it, it, it was this mantra that like, and when you're a kid, you know, you just kind of roll your eyes at mm-hmm. your parents. But my dad would say to me all the time that, to see who much has been given, much is required, that your true joy will not come from your accomplishments just for yourself, but what you can do to help others. That's mm-hmm. where your true joy will come from. And as a kid, I never got that. I was like, yeah, okay, great, whatever. <laughs> um, but but as I've grown up, and, and and like I say, he would say it to me all the time, and, and especially as I, you know, as I went out into the world and then I started to, to, to become um, successful, was he'd always remind me of that, that Sandra, your true purpose and your true meaning will come from helping others. That's that's what you're here for. And so it was just really, I think I, I lost that in a way um, in as I was building, as my husband and I were building our company and it became just about building this bigger, better, mm-hmm. more thing. Um, and it was, like I say again, that, that moment of losing everything really was a moment of clarity because that's where I came back to why am I here and what is my purpose? Mm. And I know that's a question that, you know, so many people struggle with. And I didn't come to that realization till I was 40. So if you're younger than that and you figured it out, yay you. But I think that the whole purpose of life is for you to constantly be becoming. And so I guess for the first part of my life, who I was and what I needed to achieve that's who I needed to be. And that then led to me becoming in this next phase of my life. And, and I think it was just really going back to what brought me joy. And then also remembering the fact that, you know, my dad had always said to me that it was through service that I would find my true joy. And the fact as well that I'd grown up in a culture where I recognized, especially as I started to kind of go down the path of, you know, self-development and wanting to learn more about who I was and what my purpose was. And everything came back to story and the Mm -hmm. fact that the stories we tell ourselves or the stories we are told about ourselves and who we are ultimately shape our destiny. And so it kind of became like a natural thing that, um, that led me to recognizing the power of story and then wanting to share with other people what I had learned about the power of you crafting your own story. Mm. And when you say crafting your own story, you mean basically changing your narrative that's going on in your mind? A hundred percent. The fact that you, like I said, in, in my culture, we have uh, an experience. You become what you, what you say you are. You are who mm-hmm. you say you are. And so I think a lot of the time we just accept 
the labels that are, are put on us that, you know, we accept that, oh, you know, like when you're a kid and, and, and your, your parents says to you, oh, so, you know, you're not very good at sport or you're not very good at this or you are good at this. Mm-hmm. You just accept it as fact. And then that becomes how you go through like, oh, I'm not good at this or, oh, I am good at this. And those are just stories that we were told by somebody who was in authority, whether it be at school or whatever, um, and we believed and we don't ever stop to question them. And then as we go through life, we pick up all these other additions to that story that sometimes we just accept as fact. I'm not good at this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not all the, the things. And we just accept them as our story. And and yet we we can at any moment, you know, like we're, life is like a move. You get to be the acting role, the main acting role in, in your life story. And you can decide at any moment to write a new story. So it was just me realizing that and that anything and everything that is going through your mind is is story. Mm. And it sounds like you have been told pretty empowering stories a lot from your parents growing up, which is awesome. I'm, I was blessed. I really was blessed to have parents who, like I say, they they were telling me things they could never imagine for Mm -hmm. themselves. Like Mm -hmm. these were pipe dreams. Like my grandparents, for example, never ever got on a plane. They, they didn't know what an airplane was or, you know, to go abroad. And yet they would tell me these things as if, you know, it was fact that, oh yeah, one day you'll go abroad and study. Okay. (laughs) Even though they never lived it, you know, or, um, my grandmother, um, my mother's mother, she was a housemaid for a family, a white family in the suburbs. And, and the way our country was structured at that time was, you know, the, the white people, the whites only neighborhoods, which were the nice neighborhoods with the tree lined streets. And, and so she only knew it from going to work there. But that's what she would tell me. She'd be like, one day you'll live in a lovely big house on a tree-lined street. I'm kind of like, I didn't know what that was because I'd never seen it, but okay. (laughs) So yeah, it it really is. The story has such power to influence how we think Mm -hmm. and what we believe is possible. Wow. So powerful and empowering. What do you think, like, what do you share with other people to help them change their stories? Or what techniques, I mean, you, you've, you've, you've kind of been nurtured into some really great stories growing up. And also, I'm sure you've had to do a lot of work on creating stories to get yourself to where you are now. So it would be cool if you could share some of the ways that you do that or that you walk people through that. I think the number one thing that I would start with is worthiness. I think mm-hmm. that so many of us are stuck in the lives that we have or or the stories that we tell ourselves because we question our worthiness. And so whenever I'm in whenever I'm coaching or even in you know doing group coaching programs, it really is starting with the fact that you are worthy, that you mm-hmm. are worthy of anything and everything and there is nothing you need to do to be beyond just the fact that you are here. The fact that you are here makes you worthy. Because even Mm -hmm. if you think about the odds of, you know, 
everything that needed to happen for you to be who you are. Um, it's, it's astronomical. And so I think that's always the starting point is from a place of understanding worthiness. And then I think the next thing that um, I really like to work with people on is vision. Um, you know, it, if you don't have clarity on what it is, what is the life that you imagine, then any road will take you anywhere. Um, and so it's really getting clear on, okay, what does it look like? What does your dream life look like? Mm -hmm. And one of the things too, that I think is so important because a lot of the time it's very left brain. You know, I want to have this house and this much money and this much, but it's really tying vision to feeling because we're mm. really feeling beings. Everything we do, if you think about it, is driven by feeling. I mean, I have done some dumb things in my life just based on feelings. <laughs> and, and so we know that sometimes feelings override the logic. And so it's really tying whatever it is that's in your head, whatever the vision is, to your heart and, and really going to a place of, okay, how does this make me feel and how do I want to feel? Because I think, too, the other realization that I had was that your goals are never about the thing. It's never about the, the money or the job or the partner. It's about how you think the thing will make you feel. And so I think when you can tap into that place of how do I want to feel? What is it I want to feel? Then it helps you um, in terms of getting A, clarity, and then B, giving you that motivation to keep going. Because inevitably, whatever it is you're working towards, you're going to hit hard times. And it'll have to be that why, that feeling, that why is it I'm doing this, going back to that, that'll keep you on track. Um, and then I think it's, it's also about how we go through our lives. I think so many of us exist, you know, when people are not intentional about creating the life that they want, or even just going through a day. I, I, I was reading a stat that said that I think only 8% 8, 8 of people actually have a written down plan when they go into any week. And so that means we're kind of just being buffeted by this, you know, other people's priorities or, you know, this happened. Okay, I guess I'll do that. And we're not clear about what is it I need to do for me to achieve those goals, those dreams, those things that I want to, that I want to achieve. So I'd say that those are really the key things is starting out with clarity on vision, you know, clarity on being intentional about going after that vision. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are in this space where, you know, we hear so much about manifesting and I 100% believe that you create your life, you create your reality. But I think there's this misconception that you just kind of, oh yeah, this is what I'd like. And then you sit and, you know, Mm -hmm. chant some mantras <laughs> and it'll magically appear in your life. And I don't think that's how it quite works that mm -hmm. yes, have the vision. Yes, absolutely manifest. The manifest means you've got to take some action towards totally. you, that goal, whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. So um, yeah, I think those I are the it. main things that I would, I would say. I love it. And yes, action is definitely a huge, huge part. The action 100%. from the place of the action from the place of feeling into it and like being as if makes the action all that much more powerful. 
hundred percent. You know, like you said, feeling one of the things that I think we discount a lot is our gut and mm. the power of, you know, when you have that gut feel about something or someone or even energy, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, I, I like so-and-so and mm-hmm. you don't know why they have, you, you don't, you know, you hide the people you just like and people you just don't like for, and it's all about energy. It's all about our gut feel. And a lot of the time we override those things and kind of try and logically explain to ourselves But there's such power in what your intuition, your gut, your feelings are telling you. So yeah, that's something else that I I really believe in. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I love that you said um, sometimes it's, it's, well, it's not always logical. Like that's a big lesson that I had to learn on my journey because I would get so stuck in the how, how to do things and feeling like I had to do more because that's like when I reached a lot of my goals in the past, I really prided myself in like the hard work and the hustle and, you know, being super, you know, disciplined. And I really had to learn that um, it doesn't always make logical sense when you're creating your dreams and it's, it's, you, you get more into flow when you feel into it and take action from the place of, embodying it essentially isn't that the like because we've been sold this culture like mm-hmm. being busy like we glorify busyness it's like oh i'm so busy i'm so busy mm-hmm. and everybody's overwhelmed and everybody's stressed and that was one of the things too that i had to learn the hard way was when i was diagnosed with, the, with adrenal fatigue because i was like if i can just work harder and faster and longer and more and more and more And yet, like, it feels like you're just chasing your tail. Um, And I think it's about, you know, like you said, about trusting your gut, trusting your instinct, but also focusing on the things that are actually strategic, that are actually the things that move us forward. Because I think a lot of the time, like I was saying about not being intentional, that, you know, I would get to the end of a day and be exhausted. I had worked from sunrise till midnight and yet I wasn't moving forward. And it was because I wasn't being intentional with my day. I wasn't taking that inspired action. I was just focused on action, which is not the same thing. So it's really about being intentional. Mm. Do you set like intentions for every day? I really try to. It's been, I actually now am trying to write it down. So I, I, I wake up and um, have gratitude and, and a gratitude practice and meditation. And then I try to be intentional to say, what is it that I want? But more so, who do I want to be in this day? How do I want to show up in the world has become mm. my intention. Because um, I realize that I get to choose who I show up as. And so that's where I'm trying to be more intentional is, is, is who do I want to be today? I love that. So whenever you have like maybe doubts or fears pop up, what do you do in those moments? Oh my gosh. I I wish there was a magic. (laughs) Okay. Now you're fear free. I feel the fear all the time. And I wish, I wish I didn't. But one of the things that I've had to learn is to feel the fear 
and do it anyway. We hear it and it's like, oh yeah, yes. You see the quotes on Instagram. <laughs> yes, feel the fear, do it anyway. But that's what I, is to take action. I think for me before it used to, I used to think that, oh, I have to be doing this huge thing or it has to be on a grand scale. And something that I started doing more recently was setting, actually setting a timer mm. is I bought a little timer and I'm like, all you got to do is 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of towards this thing. Or, um, you know, if I'm afraid to make a phone call, whatever, just breathe and just set the timer and just do it. I think sometimes it's just doing it and, and the thing gets smaller and the, the thing you fear is never as bad as you think it is. And so I think it's really been facing facing my fears, but gosh, I wish I had a magic answer. And if someone has one, please let me know. Cause I feel the fear all the time. <laughs> I think it's impor- important for people to hear that multiple times. Cause it's everyone deals with fear and it doesn't, it's not something that goes away. It's something you kind of learn how to like move through. That's so true. I used to think that, oh my gosh, the people who are out in the world mm-hmm. doing stuff and, you know, putting stuff out, you know, on social media that, oh, wow, they're fearless. Like, oh, wow, they, you know, they have some magical something. And it's really been, I think that's one of the things that for me was so great when I started kind of, you know, getting coaching and being in mastermind groups was meeting these people who I admired from afar. I'm like, oh my gosh, so and so, so amazing. And then meeting them and realizing that, oh, they feel the fear too. But what sets them apart from me is that they feel the fear, but they do it anyway. They push mm-hmm. through and they take the action. And so that for me was was the realization that, oh, okay, they feel fear too. They're just like me. <laughs> yeah. Something I love to say to myself and to sh- I share a lot like on my videos and stuff is that action builds confidence and crushes fear. That is so good. I'm going to steal yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my faves that I just like just started saying to myself uh, when I started doing live videos, I was really scared and I thought that, you know, I'm going to mess up. People are going to judge me. I'm just not, you know, bubbly and confident enough and all these things. But I, I also had that drive, you know, the fire within me that was like just pulling me to show up and share my message. And it actually pained me more to think of not doing it. So that, that, that little mantra or quote or whatever you want to call it really helped me move through the fear and I got better. <laughs> it's, that's such a great one. And you're so right. Is that sometimes as well, I think the other thing that, you know, from a practical perspective that um, somebody told me was don't think about it that, oh my gosh, like, you know, how many people are watching and, you know, just think about you telling your friend or whatever, mm-hmm. as if you talk, speak to one person and then that helps you. And, and like you said, action creates clarity because the, and then the more you do it, like the more you get comfortable doing mm-hmm. it. And then eventually, I don't know if the fear ever completely goes away, but you get to a place where it's like, oh, okay, this isn't quite so bad after all. Mm-hmm. And you can let it teach you too. So true. And something else you just said is when you're doing it in service, when you, you almost like 
put your ego aside mm-hmm. and recognize that by you not doing the thing, whatever your gift, whatever your calling is, means you're depriving somebody else, the world of what your gifts are. And so I think that's also a great way to, to kind of get over the fear is that there is somebody somewhere who will hear your message or, or see what you're doing and be inspired. And that in and of itself is, is motivation to get over the fear. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also by us showing up and being ourselves and sharing our message and doing the things, we give more and more people permission to do the same. And sharing your story gives more people to share permission to share their story. Not necessarily permission, but you know, they just feel like, oh, if she's doing it, I can do it too. If she got that through that, so I can do it too. And that it's like you inspire. That is so true. Yeah, so true in that we, I think this is one of the things too that I, I, I see that I hear from women is that, uh, particularly women, I, so, I mean, guys too, but I, I tend to work with women, is they minimize their stories because mm. they feel like, oh, but I didn't go through this whatever, you know, I, I didn't, the devastating thing. I just, and the, that word just, I just, like, and yet there's such power in all of our stories because I may not be able, like there's people who listen to this and I'm not going to resonate with them. Cause like, I can't even imagine this girl talking about growing up in a mud hut cause it's so removed from their reality, but somebody else hearing a story of, I don't know, a mom and, and her challenges getting her child to go to bed every night, that will be relatable. And so we, we minimize these things that in our life, like, oh, like everybody else, no, everybody else doesn't know what to do or you know what the answer is or would benefit from hearing that oh there's somebody else who's going through the same thing that I'm going through so all of our stories have incredible power mm-hmm. and they're all so unique and even though many people's stories are different I feel that people can still see themselves in your story they can connect to the emotions and um, the lessons, the lessons that come from the story. So, so true. Yeah, that's so true. You're so That's why, you know, if you think about, you can watch it. I was watching a, a foreign film on the weekends on Netflix. I have no idea what they're saying, but you feel the emotion and you cry when, you know, and all the, because story is universal. We all understand story. Mm-hmm. It's so empowering and inspiring hearing your story and all the things that you've been doing. So what Thank is Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So what is lighting you up right now? Oh, what is lighting me up right now? You know, it's it's continuing to I think it's actually one of the things that I I you know what they say about you you teach that which you most need to learn Mm -hmm. and I think one of the things that I was doing and have been doing for a while was I was minimizing my own story Mm -hmm. and so I started a podcast where it was all about sharing the stories of inspiring trailblazing women of African descent because Mm -hmm. there were people they were people I never saw growing up or saw myself represented and so my focus with that platform was 
all about, oh, let me tell, get these women to share their stories because they're interesting. And I'm not really that interesting. And it was only recently that I started to step into my own story and sharing my own story. And through doing that, I realized that, oh, wow, there's power in that. And there's power in me helping other women see their stories and their power. So it's really kind of shifting myself to more helping other women see their stories. And then um, I think the big thing too that I'm working on now is, is, you know, one of the things that I recognize is that kids grow up with, with um, stories. And it's so fascinating how in animation or in cartoons, especially for black children, there aren't a lot of characters, there aren't a lot of shows that you see that portray black children or African children. Mm -hmm. And so that for me was something that really bothered me because I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And so um, I actually wrote a book, uh, which we're editing now, and, and is really focused on telling the story of Africa, the African continent. And wow. it's told through six superheroes who have to go on a journey across Africa. And the whole point of it is A, to entertain, but also from an educational perspective, because um, even us as Africans, we know so little about our neighboring countries. And mm -hmm. then to kind of share with the world, a lot of people don't know much about Africa, um, the continent and the different countries that make up Africa. Um, and it was actually in writing the book and finishing the book and then starting to share it with like our nieces and nephews that, you know, my, my one nephew who he's nine now as a nine year old who has no filter, he was like, eh, I don't really want to read a book. Could you just make it a movie? <laughs> so, and so then that became our inspiration um, to actually create, turn it into an animated series. So that is what is consuming a lot of my time right now is um, working on an animated series for kids, which is all about telling the amazingness that is the African continent. Wow, that is so cool. And so it's so interesting that you're like, you have your side, pa not side passion, but like that you're allowing your creativity to shine in that way. And also that you're being a voice and like giving more representation. And that's so cool. So where is it going to be shown? You know, we're, we're at the point right now where we're still doing the animation and then we're, we've started kind of pitching it to different places. So I don't know yet. We, what, what we're really aware of and conscious of is we don't want it to be something that only, for lack of a better way to put it, elite can access in terms of mm -hmm. I have to think about the fact that you know our audience not everybody can afford to have Netflix and not mm. everybody can afford to to pay for premium television and so um that's that'll be part of our challenge to figure out is how do we get it to as wide as an, an audience as we can yeah like get it out to the masses and, it, yeah. and the fact that it's for children too like it's so impactful I can imagine I mean yeah, we're super excited because, you know, as we were, as I was doing my research, there are not very many um, series for kids that have, you know, people of color and specifically Africans. Um, I, and of course, we had a moment with, you know, things like Wakanda and Black 
there. But it's like, how can we create something that is, you know, that, that is like long term and also mm-hmm. educational? Because that's mm-hmm. part of what we want as well. Is yes, I want kids to be entertained, but I want them to learn while they're being entertained. So you know, can they learn about what the capital cities are in Africa and the different landmarks in Africa and the different cultures? Um, so that'll be that's our big big challenge. That's so exciting, though. It is exciting. It is. It's. 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 it's talking about fear. <laughs> this is. It, it was because I step. I'm stepping into a world that I know absolutely nothing about. I didn't even know the difference between 2D and 3D animation, and so wow. I'm having to learn this whole new world and new terminology and you know all these things. But it, it's. It's. It's it's part of the fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, as you're sharing it, I, I get the feeling like there's that you're following what you where you're being guided with it, and that you're probably obviously meant to get this out into the world and get it to as many people as you can. It's part of your gift. It's part of your impact. It's part of what you're here to do. You know what? That's so funny that you say guided to this because I would never. She said to me a year and a half ago, oh, you write a a book for kids. Uh, No, and nowhere on my list of dreams or visions was a book for kids um, on there. So it just feels like, it literally does feel like it's just been organically. There was no, if you were to go through my journals and say, okay, you know, two years ago, did you write this? No, I, I didn't have any of this in my vision board. And so it really does feel like every step has just been organic. And like you say as well, guided because there are people who somehow show up when we, you know, when I need an illustrator, I found one in the most random of ways. And then I need like all these kind of, I guess, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to call them, but um, yeah, it definitely feels like there's something other than it wasn't my vision. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I'm excited to like see how it grows and all the things when it's ready to like be released. Thank you. I'm excited to see it too. But right now, yeah. it just feels like work. <laughs> and it's it's fun work, but it 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 is work. <laughs> That's so cool. Wow, you're a woman of so many talents <laughs> and so many passions and such a big purpose. It's so inspiring, and I, I think that it's important for others to, to witness that as well, because, like, I believe that when you do what you love, nothing else matters. And it doesn't need to be always this just one thing only and one thing forever. And that's it. You can have a multitude I, of passions. A hundred percent. And I think also it doesn't have to be perfect. I think sometimes we're, you know, we're waiting for, okay, I'm waiting, going to wait for everything to be aligned. So in our case, you know, I could have been, okay, I need to wait for me to have the funding and I need to have an illustrator and I need to have the team on board. And, and literally we're just like, okay, okay, we need to illustrate. Okay, let me look for an illustrator. Okay, now I need, and, mm-hmm. and all these things. So it's just really about just take a step, just taking, I think that's the one thing that if I wanted to kind of get across to anybody who's listening to this, who's afraid to make a move, who's afraid to step into their dream, is just take one baby step today. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. Just one step, you know, buy the journal, buy the domain, buy, do whatever, one little action. And before you know it, you'll have taken another action, another action. And 
before you know it, they become a lot, a little, by, little by little, a little becomes a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, just take one step. One step at a time and it will lead to the next and the next. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sandra. This has been amazing. I feel like we can jam out for so, for like ever on all the things. Um, thank you for sharing your gift, for sharing your message. For Thank you for showing up and doing what you're doing in the world in all facets. It's so amazing. It's so needed. It's so inspiring. And thank and you. And I for- have to turn it on <laughs> you and say thank you for being you, for stepping into your calling for mm-hmm. all that you do, which is your community, which inspires women to fully step into who they are and who they can become. And I think that's an incredible gift that you're giving to the world. So I thank you and I honor you for the work that you do because I know it is not easy. So <laughs> I honor you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I receive. <laughs> so where can people find you and connect with you uh, if they want to check out all of the things that you're doing and putting out in the world? Uh, the easiest is my website is sandrachuma.com and I'm mostly on Instagram, which is sandra.chuma. Um, and I can't remember where I, who I am on Facebook. I think I'm also Sandra Chuma. I'm me. So just search <laughs> Sandra Kuma. Kuma. Yeah. Kuma. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well for those listening. Perfect. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank I so appreciate so you asking me to join you. Thank you so much for your time, for this beautiful community. I so appreciate you. Mm, I appreciate you as well. Thank you. Thanks and have a great rest of the day, rest of the week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.